0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans. I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist, and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset, and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. And today, I've got a really unique interview for you lined up. This is an interview that I conducted with somebody back in 1986 when I was just 17 years of age. I was, pardon me, doing my year 12 in high school at the time, and my English teacher put me a challenge to uh, really go deep on capital punishment. Now, I've recently came across the cassette tape, which I've converted across to some digital media. When you hear it, you will notice that it's not an awesome quality, unfortunately. It's just the way the, the tape has deteriorated over 30 odd years But it's such a unique insight into one of the greatest criminal lawyers of his time. He's now passed away. His name's Frank Galbally. He's a QC based down here in Melbourne. It was a big step for me when I was 17 years old to reach out to, uh, you know, like I say, the most highly decorated, the most topical criminal lawyer of his time, but at the time as well in the 1980s, because he was also involved with the appeal to stop a hanging of two Australian guys, um, Barlow and Chambers, which actually took place in 1986. Um, they were, they'd imported uh, heroin, I think it was, into Malaysia, and he was advocating for that. So this is a really good discussion, hearing him talk about capital punishment, how his, um, you know, his views on whether capital punishment works as a, a crime prevention and so forth. It's just a really interesting insight into a, wow, a real ice breaking conversation, that's for sure, uh, because not everybody is for capital punishment. Um, I think at the time in my essay, I think I ended up saying that uh, we shouldn't have capital punishment because there was no indication that it stopped people from going back and committing the same crimes it's a really compelling listen and i was really honored to uh, be able to uh, interview frank at the time he's no longer with us he passed away in 2005 uh, but it's you can just hear the power in his voice and how compelling that would have been as a defense lawyer uh, when he was at the peak of his game enjoy
1: two options in English and um, the one I've chosen is Capital Punishment. Oh, I see. So, um, my yes. teacher suggested to come down to you. Yes. And um, so I decided to write and here I am.
2: <laughs> Good. Right. Well, now you go ahead and uh, would, you, would you like me to start or would you like to ask me questions? Um, well, I'll, I've got some questions here. Well, then you go ahead with yours first.
1: Right, yeah. And will um, that
2: be picking it up all right? Yeah, I think or so. Right, right.
1: Um, right. First of all, why was capital punishment abolished in the first place?
2: Um, uh, to to uh, answer that question uh, thoroughly, one has to go back in history to when capital punishment was um, very uh, frequent. And applied to very many offences. Yes. Um, let me give you an example of um, history and what took place uh, just over a hundred years ago. In the early part of last century, that's the 1800, around about 1820 or so, there were, I think, about a hundred offences punishable by capital punishment. Yeah. They included small minor things like stealing uh, up to of course treason uh, and murder um, <clears throat> the as usual uh, as usual uh, the law of a community reflects um, the uh, the values and the ideas community to a large degree, but and I'll give you examples of that otherwise, but it often takes a long while for that process of change to take place. The manner of capital punishment at the time in England had improved uh, and I'm talking now of early last the first half of last century. Previously it had been quite barbaric, horrendous. You've heard of Tyburn, uh, the notorious place where they used to hang, draw and quarter people, so that it was a barbaric form of death, uh, inflicting enormous uh, pain and agony on the offender, and it was a scene of disgrace a public execution, um, say in the 18th century, was almost a holiday when people were going to Tyburn um, to be executed and uh, uh, it uh, became and people would take their children there uh, they would have picnics as it were to watch the hangings and the executions yeah. and indeed it was uh, such got to such appalling stages that the people who were being executed used to put on uh, acts for the people they were um, very hard Many of them were very hardened criminals and uh, they would joke and uh, go on with all a lot of nonsense and so on. Um, There were other aspects, however, of those hangings which were um, absolutely appalling. For instance, a young mother, I think of about 20, uh, with a baby at her breast was seen being uh, taken uh, in a cart to Tyburn and hanged. Um, the baby taken from her virtually at the gallows uh, Now that and she had just stolen a couple of yards of material from a shop that was her offense. there was also the, the hanging of young offenders. Uh, it was not uncommon uh, in a, particularly in the uh, latter half of the last of the 18th century for 14 year olds to hang for... Larceny—that's theft. Mm. In fact, there's one famous case of a 14-year-old boy. I think it may have well have been even in the early part of last century. And when the judge sentenced him to death for stealing a horse, uh, and this is relevant to what I'm going to talk to you later, he said, I, "I'm not—you are not being sentenced to death merely because you stole a horse, but so that m- uh, others." will not steal horses in the future. And then, obviously, he was referring to the deterrent effect. So it was thought, therefore, in those days, uh, that capital punishment was a deterrent to crime. Um, As it turns out, uh, and as far as history is able to uh, gather to find out, there is no evidence that it was ever a deterrent. Further relevant matter on the question of, um, I think, of deterrence. Um, oh yes, from time to time, the mood of society varied from wanting far uh, much more pain and torture. if at dur, dur, Dure, et Dure, D U R E. There two Latin words: pain, P I N E. That was they wanted the most. Drastic uh, and severe punishment to um pain, yeah. agony to accompany, and and that was the idea of hang on the courtroom. Well, then, uh, that's a very very rough and brief history of the magnitude of the atrocity of capital punishment in those days. Um, then, as I told you uh, over a hundred years ago there were so many uh, punishment by capital punishment juries refused uh, in the USA about 1820, 1830 around about that period I'm not speaking uh, with any affinity of um, years uh, but uh, about that time uh, juries refused to convict people accused of say larceny um, uh, even on the most obvious um, evidence against them they just refused because they were frightened that they were going to hang yeah. and that was the changing mood the changing enlightenment enlightenment if you like to say of uh, the people the more humanitarian approaches uh, which obviously had some influence uh, had obviously been influenced by writers of the day and the great um, rise in um, religious fervour. You had the emergence of many of the um, new types of religions, Wesleyans and people like that. Uh, And um, they, of course, I think had a great deal Humanitarians and philosophers uh, whose works were far more easily readable and distributable uh, in uh, the, the first half of last century. So that uh, the government then had to really uh, accept what the community's view was in relation to capital punishment. That's the UK government, of course, I'm talking yeah. about the English government, and they then abolished. all but several, uh, all but, you know, uh, a small number of cases which remain still punishable by death, obviously treason, but murder and other uh, very, what were regarded as serious offences. Um, and then you had, uh, uh, that continued for quite a while, and of course, as you know, we had, uh, when we were colonised here, And for murder, Um, and it was carried out uh, quite frequently. Um, The last one you know, of course, was Ryan, and you'd know the date of when he hanged. And it was shortly after that that uh, his was the last hanging uh, in Victoria, and probably one of the last in Australia. Um, that, That was the famous Ryan. Get the reference to that year, I've just forgotten it for the moment. But um, after that, the clamour uh, grew louder, and um, many politicians, including my older brother, who was um, at one time a cabinet minister with the previous Kane government, that's the prison premier's father, he was a great uh, advocate for the abolition of capital punishment. Um, So, too, were people like J.V. Barry, uh, who was a Justice, Sir John Barry of um, the Supreme Court. Um, And uh, many, myself and many others, uh, took the view that it was uh, A, there was no evidence that it deterred people from crime, um, because if you take murder as it was then, the most common forms I'm talking about, it was usually murder done in either in anger, in the heat of the moment in the house, a domestic dispute, some such thing which never probably had much premeditation about it except for the immediate time surrounding the act. It had to be in that sense premeditated. It had to be intentional, so the mind had to turn to it. Um, But movement was successful, capital punishment was abolished. Um, I might add that the form of capital punishment used here and, of, and this century in, in, in the UK was what was regarded as the most merciful type of hang- um, uh, capital punishment that is hanging. Um, there was a royal commission into capital punishment in about 1956, I think, in the UK. I think it's one of its recommendations be that it be abolished, but I think also one of its findings was that uh, the form that the, the most humane form of execution was by hanging, it's so quick. Um, it, uh, they they actually set out in that royal commission volume the um, uh, the times that it took for the various executions to take place time the person left their cell uh, until they were dead and uh, with uh, hanging it was probably something in the order of a minute Uh, because uh, it was done very scientifically and uh, once the trap was um, uh, opened or whatever they did with it um, the trap door was opened uh, then uh, death was instantaneous the slightest doubt about that, that it was instantaneous. It may well have been that the heart um, may have beaten or beat for some uh, seconds or even up to a minute or two uh, after the uh, hanging, but nonetheless the person was uh, dead Well, notwithstanding that, it was still a horrendous experience, obviously, Uh, and um, the arguments put forward were, well, there's no evidence against, um, for it being a deterrent, and secondly, it tends to um, brutalize a community to have people executed by the state. Um, Then there are others who had other moralistic views a state didn't have a right to take life uh, I don't believe any I don't believe those arguments at all about the state not having the right to take life uh, obviously the state is vested uh, with the duty to protect its community and if um, uh, and if it has to do that uh, by uh, executing people well so be it, it, it it's a tragedy if that happens but it may well happen again now uh, if I can go on you might call the present position. There are a lot of what we call new criminal trials. The old adage that there's nothing new under the sun is not true. Um, um, We have forms of terrorism now which are just as horrendous really as the old executions I was talking to you about. Um, And uh, the victims, those who survive, are often so grossly maimed for life that the rest of their life is um, agonizing for them um, psychologically and uh, to a degree physically. I've seen some of a new form of criminal activity that I don't think the world has seen before. Uh, In that context, uh, I have um, suggested that um, where people are properly convicted beyond reasonable doubt uh, of acts of terrorism which bring about the uh, serious bodily injury or uh, death then the community may well now want to have a look at um, whether or not uh, the death penalty should not be introduced um, for that form of of, uh, crime. And the reasons that I would suggest should be looked at The crime itself is so horrible that uh, in justice uh, there should be some proportion between the crime and the punishment. There's no doubt about that. Uh, There is such a thing really. Punishment as such really it amounts to punishment. Um, every crime carries with it um, a form of punishment. Uh, that is the whole objective of the criminal law and our system, uh, criminal system, that a crime against a community or an individual, and sometimes So that using and not relying on deterrence at this moment at all because of the matters that I've said to you earlier, but I'm, I'm looking at the question of, uh, of punishment and retribution, retribution, giving back, what in, to atone. There's another reason why I think the community should consider whether or not uh, capital punishment be introduced, reintroduced um, for crimes of terrorism. Is this that crimes of terrorism, when the offenders are caught and uh, jailed, bring about further acts of terrorism uh, to free those who are imprisoned, so that you have a vicious circle, as it were. Uh, this in Itself may be not um, the, uh, the uh, only reason why it should be considered, uh, death penalty should be considered, but certainly it is one and an important one in my view. And I think the events over the last few years have proven that uh, where you do jail um, people for acts of terrorism, you're going to have a, some further act of terrorism uh, with hostages demanding the release of these people. Um, Okay, so let's leave terrorism and go on to uh, what you might call one of the other worst forms of crime in our community, and that is murder by torture. Uh, We've had some horrendous uh, murders in the last ten years or so, um, uh, where children of their passions uh, that uh, they commit these terrible crimes uh, and inflict enormous suffering on people uh, it doesn't matter what age but particularly I'm dwelling on children who have been sexually tortured and abused before being killed I think the community again there sure. should have another look at uh, what I would call murder in the first degree but until we've got those degrees of murder, I would not um, advocate at all the return of capital punishment for murder as such, as it exists today. Unless we had degrees of murder, of unlawful homicide, and you had at the top the one that I've been speaking about, and perhaps others, then Now the third other area I think where the community today would like uh, debate upon the reintroduction of capital punishment is in the area of um, uh, drugs. Now I want to make it very clear to you that there is an enormous range of offences related to drug trafficking alone. I'm not talking about drug taking. those people. I'm talking about uh, those who probably never use the stuff, about um, who are the big bosses, uh, the big crime men behind the industry. Uh, and I, why I say we have to look at the, or the community might want to look at capital punishment in this area, is because I think it really has become such a grave, a social Very Western civilization, as we know it, is being threatened, as we know it. Uh, people so much under the influence of drugs that they're committing all sorts of outrageous crimes, uh, losing their minds, breaking families up, and uh, the horror and uh, the uh, the um, torture that's inflicted upon addicts by these peddlers of drugs, and not just the peddler in the street. I'm not talking. If you can get them, they seem to, apart from one or two, they seem to have the net of the law. But uh, in those three areas, I think that the community does want to look at uh, the reintroduction of capital punishment, uh, however, uh, distaste. But would you think that corporal punishment in you know, the and that they used to have, would, yes. would that be a bit of Um I think they are deterrents. yes. There's not the slightest doubt in my mind because I have spoken to many hardened criminals who have been flogged mm. uh, and they have um, always said Again you have the problem uh, of um, inflicting again serious uh, injury upon a human being, even though they may in a broad sense be deserving of it, but very again brutalize, coarsen the the community's attitude generally. I think there's a danger in corporal punishment generally as it It tends to blunt people's sensitivity somewhat. But on the other hand, in my view, there is no doubt that particularly for young offenders, uh, not a flogging, but uh, a couple of... uh, um, Wax with the cane and uh, uh, that done under medical supervision is better than uh, a year or two in jail. Mm -hmm. Uh, Six strokes of the cane might well be far better for a person done in private of course and and I said under medical supervision might well be uh, a much greater deterrent and a far better way of punishing somebody than locking them up in jail with other criminals for a year or two. That is one thing people are frightened of, yeah. is the lash. Yes.
1: Um, my English teacher said that you changed your mind about
2: Yeah, well, I haven't changed my mind. I understand what your English teacher is saying. If I had a copy of the paper here, I'd give it to you. What I said, uh, which was misreported, but my paper is quite clear on the matter, that I merely said to you at the Adelaide Congress criminal lawyers precisely what I'm saying to you today um, uh, namely that the community may have to consider it's not I'm not urging it not urging it at all yeah. I've been inclined to urge it in the case of terrorists yeah. uh, but other than that I'd prefer to see much public debate upon it uh, now that's all I said in my paper but the press unfortunately don't quote these things yeah. exactly and uh, they uh, uh, some did others suggested that I was suggesting that we should introduce reintroduce it I wasn't I said we should consider its reintroduction is that okay yeah. yes. um. so I uh, have at least changed to a degree to the extent where I'm now saying we ought to have another look in a couple of cases, okay?
1: Um, uh, a large majority of the people who are let out from the prisons go and commit the same or another, t- another crime. Yeah. So,
2: what would you suggest would solve that problem? That's what they... Hey, your hand. Thank you. Recidivism. A person... Goes back into the same old habit. Uh, as mm-hmm. I said to you earlier, that's probably one of the best arguments to be put for a good sharp cany, mm-hmm. you fellow. Yeah. Uh, to bring home to a person, you know, pretty pretty tr- strong terms, um, what, what what fate could um, they could suffer next time. Um, I think that that problem you mentioned is born of several factors. One is that some people are criminally minded anyway. Mm. I've had people say to me, don't worry about me please Mr Galbally when they've got their sentence or something, you know, uh, I, I, I've lived my life on crime and uh, um, well I'm prepared to cop the sentence, that's, uh, that's the wages of sin as it were. Mm. And uh, uh, they are criminally minded people, in, there are in the community criminally minded people. Uh, some the expression psychopath for them people without a conscience there's not much you can do about that except i think keeping putting them back in jail yeah. uh, because the community has to be protected and if a person is unfit to be loose in the community then he should be in jail mm. much as all as i loathe the thought of jail and jail is a last resort But uh, it has to be used, and our jails are pretty full, as you know. Uh, And they're full for good reasons. There's another, there are other factors which are um, unfortunate, far more unfortunate and deserving of much more uh, concern. That that is, people who have never had a proper upbringing, who have never had the example of a united family, uh, of parents loving one another, and... um, the, uh, and a supportive family uh, in itself, a core family that uh, is concerned and loving, uh, you find very little crime coming out of those uh, sort of homes. It's the unfortunates who are not responsible for being born into an impoverished family or of drunken parents or whatever it might be. Do you follow? Yeah. And they then have a... they get a sort of... Um, uh, a chip on their shoulder against society. Mm. And now the crime of vandalism is a product of that sort of um, anger which young people uh, feel towards the community in general and anyone. As well as scratch a nice car, they'll put a nail right down the side of a car. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you can only treat them by improving social conditions. Mm. You can only eradicate that form of one more, uh, do
1: you think the American, because in America they still have capital punishment. Yes, bank, bank bank, some they've, uh, uh,
2: they've in a way reintroduced it in the sense that they're using it more often now than they were 10 years ago. Uh, it's usually been on the statute books, but they, there was a period when it was very rarely used, but now it's become more common.
1: And do you, would you think that's deterred the criminals at all? Or?
2: Again, uh, Robbie, the question of deterrence is very difficult. Um, probably, there must be a deterrent effect in uh, the king capital punishment. Yeah. I think there must be a deterrent effect in all punishment, but it is difficult, Robbie, to uh, to measure the degree of deterrence it has on the community as a whole. Follow me. If it were so effective, then why weren't the horrendous executions of a century or two ago effective in stopping crime? It didn't stop crime at all. Crime increased, and people who would suffer death because they were stealing something in someone's house would kill the person who discovered them because they're going to suffer death anyway, but would kill them so that they wouldn't be recognised. Got to consider all those matters that about all, Robbie? Yes, um, thank you very much for your time. That's all right, and uh, I hope that that helps you. Yes, it should. When you finish it, I'd love a copy of it.